Welcome to the PCL podcast series. My name is Teyasi Boyejo. The PCL podcast series features conversations with leading experts and professionals that share their insights and thought-provoking perspectives on topics related to business, strategy, people, technology, and others. On this episode, we will be talking about the small-medium enterprises, commonly called the SMEs, and how they have been important contributors to the global economic development, as well as job creation. Today, the SMEs represent 90% of businesses and over 50% of employment. With the recent increase of changes in the business environment, as well as the wave of disruption that has impacted business operations, it is important that the SMEs reimagine or reposition themselves to remain relevant and sustainable in the business environment. Our speaker on this episode is Sheya Uluritimi, and he is the founder of MSME Africa. Shea is going to be sharing insights on our topic, which is growth strategies for SMEs to thrive in the age of disruption. Hi, Shea, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Chelsea, and thank you for having me on the PCL podcast series. Good. It's good to have you here with thank us. Thank you very much. So I'll just start by asking about the SMEs, you know, so what would you say about the SMEs? Okay, so I think we might just want to expand it a bit and talk about MSMEs because when you were doing your introduction, you said they contribute um, close to um, 50% to employment. And then, of course, they are responsible for 90% of businesses that we do. That's defining the MSMEs. So MSMEs are the micro, small, and medium enterprises who contribute close to 50% to our GDP in Nigeria and they are responsible for close to uh, more than 50% of employment. And as at the last figure that we had from Sweden and NBS, we have 39.6 million MSMEs in Nigeria. And interestingly enough, about 13 million of them are actually micro. So there is no way you want to talk about that sector and you won't talk about the micro enterprises. So those are the MSMEs. If you're doing less than 1 billion in turnover in Nigeria today, you're an MSME. So the micro, if you're doing between 1 million and 25 million, you're a micro enterprise. If you're doing between 25 million and 100 million, you're a small enterprise. And you're doing between 100 million and 1 billion, then you are a medium enterprise. So those are the MSMEs. So we're talking about, um, our topic today is about the growth strategies for these SMEs. So how would you define the growth strategy for the SMEs? Okay, maybe we want to look at the word strategy to start with. It's a word that originated from the military. So the military guys talk about strategies for I mean, for executing their war. And one interesting thing is that the strategy used for this particular war is not the one used for the other. So when you talk about growth strategies for MSMEs, um, for SMEs, you're talking about a plan of action to actually achieve a particular goal or objective. So is it about entering a new market? Is it about trying to win over competition? So when you talk about growth strategies, we can actually look at it in four different dimensions. So your growth strategy could actually be about product development. You want to develop a new product. It could be about market development. You are trying to develop a new market. Maybe it's something that people are not looking at and then you just start it as market development. Then you can also look at market penetration. There are other players in the market and you want to see how you can also penetrate and have your own share of the market. Then of course, the last one is diversification where you're doing something and you want to move into another area. So those are four areas you can look at growth strategies for 
any business and of course for SMEs. You're just trying to increase your lot. You're trying to do more than you're doing before and then you can apply any of those four strategies. So you've talked about, you know, the different options of growth strategies for these SMEs, right? So what are the common mistakes you think they make when they try to adopt any of these growth strategies? You might just want to pick a sample of them. Just explain, you know, a common mistake that they make in adopting the strategy. Okay, so I think um, the SMEs are a very, very peculiar set of people, very interesting to work with. And so I, in my experience working with them, I know that a lot of them make the mistake of not trying to see if that strategy they want to adopt actually is the best fit for them. So I've had people come to me to say, this particular campaign that this other organization is running, we want to run it. This particular measure that they have adopted, we also want to adopt it. So when you don't look at that particular strategy and how well it fits into your own context, that is a major, major challenge that SMEs face when trying to adopt strategies to work for their business. Then another, another mistake they also make is not trying to see what the objective really was from the very beginning. What are you trying to achieve? What it was trying to achieve before they embarked on a particular campaign or before they adopted a particular strategy might not be what you want to achieve. So what is your objective? Then what about your context? Who are the stakeholders that you are dealing with? If you actually factor a lot of this thing into consideration, it will help you to avoid a lot of bottlenecks and you'll avoid a lot of mistakes before you just embrace a particular strategy you want to look at yourself and say is this peculiar to my segment the fact that somebody had used it can i still use it do i need to tweak it that's a very very that's the number one factor that you need to consider then you also need to consider what is your objective what are you trying to achieve what did you set out to become because sometimes you try to copy other people and you forgot you will just forget what your original objective was when you were starting then who are the stakeholders? Who are the people that are going to be affected by what I do or what I don't do? So if I adopt a strategy that my stakeholders will not be happy about and will have adverse effects on them, then I'm, I've probably failed even before I execute that strategy. So your objective, your context, your stakeholders, those are things we need to look at when it comes, the factors that we need to consider a whole lot before we adopt a particular strategy and implement it. Oh, what would you say is the most crucial element of a successful strategy for an SME? Um, what I'm always looking at in any strategy document is the implementation plan. I mean, anybody can come up with a strategy. Anybody can come up with a um, fine presentation stating this is what we, yeah, what we intend to do. This is our strategy. But what is the implementation plan? I think that is actually the most important part of any strategy anybody is coming up with. So you have people with a lot of wonderful strategy, but how do you implement it? So when you are drafting that implementation plan, you already begin to look inward, look at your context, look at a lot of things around you. And if it's not going to work, you have to go back. So the implementation part, I think, is the most important part of any strategy that anybody is trying to come up with. Because if you have it on paper and you cannot implement, then there's a big problem. So Cheryl, we've been talking, you know, a lot more about strategy and implementation for these SMEs. And I would like to talk about the bit of technology, you know, um, because I understand that as small businesses, they kind of struggle with technology and technology is what it is today in business. You know, people need technology to survive in today's world in the business. So what would you say about, you know, SMEs and the adoption of technology for their businesses? 
Okay, so um, if there is anything that COVID-19 has taught us, apart from the others, I mean, the other not very favorable ones, is the fact that everybody, I mean, anyone can actually get things done if they want to get it done, or if they are compelled by situations to get things done. I mean, a lot of us thought we could only make money from brick and mortar offices, but COVID came, we had to actually look inward and start doing things virtually and still ensure that we are productive and we can still make money. So technology actually helped us during COVID. And it's actually sad that a lot of people that were, they, they embraced technology to get things done. Now that COVID is, um, is not over really, but lockdowns are over, they still want to go back to their old way of doing things manually. So we need to understand the fact that we can get things done if we set our mind to it and we can actually make technology drive a lot of things for us because technology provides a lot of convenience and on the long run too, technology is actually cost effective. So SMEs need to actually get out of their old way of thinking and tell themselves, I need to drive whatever I'm doing with technology. And that's probably the only difference between the traditional SMEs and those guys who call the startups now. The startups have a mindset of scaling and what they do because they want to scale is to drive whatever they are doing with technology. And that's why they spread fast. That's why they get all the funding. You heard today that this particular startup has gotten a funding $1 million, another one has gotten $10 million. Are you asking how are they doing? It's because they use technology, because the investors are looking for the ability to scale. And technology is one of the biggest way of scaling. So SMEs can actually use technology if they set my, their mind to it and they actually get out of their old mindset. So how do I advise them to go about it? Look at your daily operation. Look at the things you do on a day-to-day -day basis and see how you can drive it with technology. So what do I do on Monday to Friday? You ask yourself and ask yourself, okay, this thing that I do, which one do I do like the most? How often do I do it? Can I automate it so that I don't have to do it manually? Which ones are the ones that I still have to come and do manually? Which are the ones that technology can enable me to do? So if I'm used to going to the bank every day before because I want my money to be safe, so I have to go and deposit money. Now I know that I can use internet banking. That is technology. So when we say technology, that's, it doesn't have to be something you have to spend billions of dollars. But it's just a way of ensuring that you are use, reducing your manual way of doing things and you are embracing technology so that you can do things faster and everything becomes more convenient. So we've talked about strategy, we've talked about um, technology. Now we'd like to talk about innovation because there's no how, I, I mean, businesses will survive this world, this disruptive environment without being innovative. So what do you say about innovation for the SMEs? Okay, so I think innovation is very, very important and very paramount in any business. In fact, in the business world, they would say, I mean, would say innovate or die. So if you're not innovating, you are probably on your way to extinction. And that's why we're talking, I mean, you're just going to become a dinosaur. What happened to dinosaurs? They became extinct. And so nobody gets to, I mean, you can't walk on the road and get to see a dinosaur now. You can't see them anywhere because they were not adapting to the situation at that time. And so they are not existing anymore. So if anybody's not embracing innovation, they will actually get themselves out of the market. Imagine somebody comes to you now um, to you and says, I'm a very good typist. I have a typewriter and I can type anything for you. What would you think? I'm sure you would tell them this is not relevant. But so many years back, if you if, if you had that skill, you would make a lot of money. But so the person that was a typist before, if they don't innovate and they stayed at that level, they will not make money. So innovation is very, very critical. It's very, very important for SMEs and even any kind of business. And when we say innovation, it doesn't mean that you are introducing something new. 
innovation could actually be a new method, a new product, a new service, or just a new way of doing things. So it can actually be something that every person is doing, but you just tweak it. You introduce something that makes it a bit different from what the other person is doing, or you discover a particular gap in the market and you say, I need to address this particular gap. So that's what innovation is all about. And it's very, very critical that every single day we need to ask ourselves, am I innovating or am I just stuck in my old ways of doing things? Okay, thank you so much, Cher. So I think um, I will be going back to strategy, right? And I know that when you're talking about strategy, you said, you know, you give some examples of areas that, you know, they might want to explore and develop strategy. That's the SME. So when it comes to market penetration, right? They will need to do some market research, you know, Definitely. just so that, yeah, they are aware of the business environment and where they can, you know, where they can thrive in the market. But I, I, I know that some of the challenges that they have is, you know, resources to do this, you know, to do the market research. So how do you say they can manage that challenge of, you know, resources? Okay. So I think they need to first get out of that mindset that research is expensive. Because if you keep saying that something is expensive, you might just want to, you might not want to try it. So research is very important if you actually want to do market penetration. You want to know who your competitors are, what are they doing better, what is the consumer looking for. So you delve into areas like consumer behavior and what have you. So money should not, I mean, the cost should not really be a factor because there are a lot of things you can leverage if you actually know what to go about. There are a lot of data existing that people can actually walk around with. When we talk about research, it doesn't mean that you have to, I mean, it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. You can actually look at what somebody has done before. We call it research, right? Research. So that means you are searching again. So somebody might have, might actually have done some level of research. They might have some data. For instance, the National Bureau of Statistics, they have a lot of data on different segments of the economy. So if I want to go into the manufacturing sector, I don't have to start from the very beginning. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I just want to look at their data and try to see what more work I need to do to leverage that data as it addresses the sector I want to go into. And I know there are a lot of organizations that have annual report on the entrepreneurship space. For instance, Faith Foundation released an annual report on the state of entrepreneurship. So if I have access to that and I want more information about a particular sector where I'm playing or where I intend to play, all I need to do is to contact them and get some more information or I walk from where they stop and do some other things. And then also we can always embrace desktop research. You can check a lot of things without leaving your desk. It's very, very possible. You can ask a lot of questions. You can also even use your customers, your existing customers as basic for your research. You can ask them questions, you can do survey with them. And before you know it, you have a lot of data to play around with that can give you insight into how you intend to penetrate the market, how you intend to do one or two things as regards to your business. Sorry, thank you, thank you. Okay, so for the SMEs in Nigeria, right, for them to thrive in our Nigerian market, so which, you know, support structures do we have in Nigeria to, to enable that for them? Interestingly, there are a lot of support structures that we are not looking at. We have a lot of um, organizations and even individuals that are there to support SMEs if only we can actually do our research and if only we can um, stop being skeptical. Because I know a lot of people, when you mention some institutions, they say, ah, those ones, they are not the ones they are looking for, or they have some set of people that they are helping. So we have incubators. Incubators are basically organizations or platforms that provide 
some sort of um, capital, which it might not be, it, it might not be money now for you to work. For instance, if I have, if I give you a workspace to work, if I provide some equipment to you, that's an incubator. So incubators provide some of those things for entrepreneurs for SM so that they don't have to start thinking of how do I get generator, how do I get a workspace. So those, those are incubators and a lot of organizations do that. We also have accelerators where entrepreneurs learn how to manage business. So you might be in an accelerator for like three months. We have a lot of them all over in Nigeria and even Africa. A lot of free capacity development platform accelerators where you can learn about running a business. And a lot of them usually will end up with a demo day where you are allowed to actually pitch to investors. If they like your ideas, they can invest in it. Apart from that, you have government agencies like SMEDA, you have um, a lot of uh, business um, and membership organizations too, like the LCCI and a couple of them where you can become a member and then they start protecting your interests. You also have access to a lot of benefit if you join those organizations. So there are a lot of support structures around the accelerators, incubators, like I mentioned, business membership organizations, government agencies, and of course, a lot of other things. All right. Okay, so what are the trends that we should be looking out for in this SME space? Um, I wish I have a crystal ball, but we're talking about trends here, so we can look at what's been happening and see what can happen afterward. So um, I think um, one particular trend is we would see a lot of business being driven by technology we'll see a lot of digitization of businesses around there. And I also think we're going to witness a lot of um, inflow of foreign direct investment. And um, why am I saying it? We're actually seeing it already. You get to hear that this particular startup is getting this particular funding. But for SMEs to benefit from that trend, they need to overhaul their mindset. Like I mentioned earlier, your startup is not your typical SME. Startups drive themselves by technology. They also have the mindset of scaling. And that's why they keep attracting funds, right? So that trend of fund coming into the country will be beneficial to SMEs if they actually overhaul their mindset and they do a lot of things like the startups will do. So digitization will happen. A lot of funding will keep coming. And then I think the, there will be a lot of changes in working condition and employee engagement. A lot of employees are asking now, I want to work from home. I want to do remote work. I want to work with you on a contract basis. Now we are talking about gig economy. So SMEs will find out that a lot of people they want to employ would rather not want to do nine to five, but they want to work for you on a contract basis or work for you remotely so that they can keep doing some other things that they are getting and that they also do. We also need not to forget that we have a lot of Gen Z in the marketplace now. You know, those guys, very peculiar set of people. So when you have them in your workforce, you can be sure that a lot of um, things will actually change. So you need to adapt to those realities. Those are trends that I can already, I mean, on, from, on the tip of my finger, those are things I, I see happening within the SME space. Thank you so much, Shea. Thank you for, you know, for this insights that you have shared. Thank you for making us understand the need for strategy, technology, innovation, and adaptation to the changes in the business environment. Thank you once again, Share. You're welcome, TLC. It's been a delight being on the show with you. Same here, same here. Thank you for joining us on this episode, and remember to follow us on our social media platforms. Bye.